Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about video. We know that TikTok, we know that Reels are the creme de la creme of your content. We know that we need to be jumping into video content or you're going to be left behind. So Sonia and I are going to be talking about how you can actually capture it with stars around it, it, (laughs) and create that eye-catching moment for a new audience. I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I personally have shifted the way that I create content to focus more on video. And in one-on-one conversations with some of my clients where I do quicker 30 and one hour uh, assessments, they've been talking about how they've been having such a struggle with video. They know it is the future. They are wanting to take it, but they forget to hit record. The very basic. They forget to hit record. And I uh, started to give tips on how I changed my mindset to make sure that I was capturing more video in a quick, easy way. And I'm sure Harley is more of the era where video was the very beginning already. She wasn't sharing as many still images at the beginning. I definitely have a ton of photos. And I wish that I had more video from back in, you know, 2016 through 2018. Um, I exclusively have photos. I remember just posting photos. I would never post a video. Even in like my past life of cheer, like I do not have a lot of videos of everything that we were doing. Like all of the flips and stuff like have nothing. So I wish I I don't (laughs) think that it's, I really wish that I did. And if I do, it's like the blurriest, like five rows back (laughs) in the, in the nosebleeds kind of filming grainy, Mm -hmm. the worst. So I actually do remember switching over to more of those, like capturing little moments methodology. And it came when I was trying, traveling actually, because I used to take Mm. tons and tons of pictures. I used to stop and take pictures. Like that was, that was my jam capturing content for Mm -hmm. traveling while I was traveling. And it was definitely a switch from that to the next trip we took after COVID from before and after COVID to, Oh my God, now I need video. Like how do I, how do I capture these little clips of video three second clips, some kind Mm -hmm. of clips that I can put into a montage. Sure. Mine really came when I started to record little days in my life. And uh, if you follow me, you know, I do a Monday minute um, pretty much every Monday since the beginning of 2022. And a lot of that was because I wanted to train myself to be more mindful about capturing video content throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And there were so many times where I would attend an event or I would do something and I would miss the opportunity to get little videos that really help to document the day. And so while Monday Minute doesn't really add any value to my account, I mean, I guess it it helps people get to know me a little bit better on a personal level, but doesn't really have a purpose besides that I like to do it. um, And that it has trained me to shoot video throughout the day. So every Mm -hmm. scenario, I'm hitting record over photo over that screen Mm -hmm. capture 
And as we all know from within a video, you can take a screen grab and then you have a still image. Sure. So there's really no downside to grabbing video besides, I guess, the storage capacity um, and learning how to edit it. And I think learning how to edit it is getting easier and easier because you have people both on Instagram and on TikTok teaching about all of the editing yes. tricks, how I did this, how I got there. And on Instagram, we have templates now. So you can just yes. grab somebody else's template and upload your own mm-hmm. uh, short little videos into those. So it's really quite easy these days. Yeah, definitely. I love that you don't have to take anything into another app. I always get mm-hmm. asked, what app do I use? What app do you, do you sure. use? And I'm like, ain't nobody got time to upload the video Mm-mm. to your phone and then to an app and then download again and then upload it. No, 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 no. That's too much Mm-mm. time. Way too much time. And I think that if Instagram or TikTok have developed a way to do it, they want you to do it that way. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to do it another way. And that is one criticism I give a lot of influencers is when they're doing a partnership and they send back a video that has non-Instagram native fonts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, effects and things that you can't get within the app. And I'm like, you know, we want it to seem like you made it for the app. We want it to feel natural. I get that people are trying to go above and beyond and present something more professional. But at the same time, what performs the best is what is in, what is native to the app. Um, so a lot of times I give people feedback to remove all of these fancy yeah. other types of fonts oh. and use the in-app fonts. I I do that all the time. Yeah, there's there's no point. I I turned to someone in uh, my all influence intensive group chat the other day, and I was like, "You're gonna hate me. This font is so cute, but get rid of it. This is not worth your time. Do not put this in here no. because you're spending so much time on this video that's meant to be." really, really easy. And here's the thing, like the video that she put in the background was the quickest, like six second clip of her kid just riding a toy across the lawn. Like that was all you needed. The words were the, the thing that hit hard. And Mm -hmm. then I think she added like a voiceover, but regardless, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I know that all of the apps are starting to add in all of those those native fonts, like they will give you every option that Instagram gives you. And that's great. But at that point, why, why leave? Yeah, for sure. And TikTok just upgraded their editing capabilities. It essentially looks just like InShot or another popular video editing app. Now on the inside, you can trim in the in the middle you can cut you can reverse you can oh, you don't have to sound. wait until the end anymore no you can do a ton of that new was stuff. the worst yeah you can do a ton of incredible video editing um it definitely far surpasses now what instagram has so there's definitely in tiktok no reason to shoot outside of the app um i would say the only reason to shoot and create outside of the app is to make it a little bit easier to have the original video be able to upload into Instagram or TikTok and then overlap yeah. their fonts and any th- any other effects. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, yes, like n- seeing non-native fonts in an app irks me beyond belief um, because it, it also really jars your attention from the video itself, I think. And then I'm thinking about the font 
and not about the video. Um, so what's your what's your immediate thought when you see TikTok fonts on Instagram? Mm, to me, it's a little bit lazy, but I get it. I'm not like to, when I was doing it more frequently. I was taking my TikToks and putting them over onto Instagram. I would you make sure that on TikTok I was making my font a little bit smaller, and then on Instagram uh-huh. I would overlay the Instagram native font on top of the old TikTok font, which takes a few minutes at best. So I think it's a, I do think it's a little bit lazy, but in the fact that you're just like trying to turn out as much content as possible, I get it. I get it. That's not the end of the world for me. What do you think about the other way around when you see Instagram fonts on, on TikTok? Mm. Now I don't personally think this, but I assume that more people think it's like so cringy. They're like, ugh, like you use Instagram. (laughs) You created an Instagram first and then brought it here. Like, ugh. Because everyone knows the trends don't shift that way. The trend always starts Go on the TikTok other way. and then it moves over to Instagram. And that's what I always find as well. It's like I'll have created something on TikTok, posted it, and then a week or a couple days later, I'm seeing the sound starting to trend on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, like I have that posted on TikTok. And you know what? I'm so lazy. I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I don't even do it. I just see them as completely separate things. What I'm really interested in is what are in all influence, what are you hearing people struggle with the most? Like, what is their biggest complaint about shooting video? Shooting video? You know, it's, it's I mean, it's exactly what, what we were talking about. It's forgetting to mm-hmm. grab those moments or not understanding how to take a video that's maybe unrelated and drop it into your Mm. niche. Like if we are on Mm -hmm. a trip and your niche is something very different, how do we incorporate Mm -hmm. that content in your stuff? Uh, So I don't think it's taking the, mm -hmm. I don't think it's taking it necessarily. Sure. Because I think most of these people have been around the block for a while. I think all influence people are generally like they're good at Instagram. They know Instagram. Mm -hmm. They want to take it full time now. Um, Mm -hmm. So check to that, but it's it's how to apply it. Sure. Yeah. For on the brand side, what I'm seeing is twofold. One is brands have been shooting video for a long time, but it was primarily for a website, for a commercial, for YouTube maybe. And it was very highly produced, highly produced. We're talking double the budget that we were spending on a single photo shoot would be for a single video. It was insane. Right. And so I think the mind shift of that it can be done on your iPhone in, you know, 4K and look crisp and pristine that we can essentially have anyone from an intern all the way up to a photographer be shooting a video without a lot of video knowledge and have it turn out great. Um, That's a real struggle um, to get them to think that way. The other thing, similar to what you're saying, like using videos that don't necessarily match the topic um, Mm. to create a video. And I think that's a great way to go. Like having a video of pouring your morning coffee doesn't necessarily have to be a video about coffee. It could be a video about mindset. It could be a video about... That voiceover tool is amazing. That's an amazing opportunity for your niche. I don't care what you're doing. Like Show me your getting ready routine, but voice it over with something about your niche. I yeah. I think the other thing, the other thing that I notice, I forgot about this, is I I'm talking to a lot of people that only have you know a small opportunity to grab the videos that are related to 
maybe it is a trip. Maybe it is like more interesting content. Maybe it is a photo shoot, something like that. They have this short opportunity and they go throughout this, this activity and they come back and they're like, ah, I did not get the right things. You know, I took video, but the things that I took don't make sense for things that I can add into video. The shots, like I don't have a shot list. So Mm. one of my recommendations before this even happens is, okay, trial it, you know, go out, take a bunch of videos that you think you need, then come back and say, oh, wait, can't do this. Can't do this Mm -hmm. because I don't have a still video. I did a pan instead of a still. I had too much movement. I, you know, don't have a video with me in it. I don't have Mm -hmm. all of these things. Yeah, I think that is a great thing to keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is while we see a lot of people on both of the apps shooting videos in one to two second increments, that actually takes a really refined eye to know which one to two seconds to do. When you're first getting started, I really recommend shooting much longer segments of video and then cutting from within that because then you're training your eye to see what is the most important and interesting moment within that. And once you start to see that, then you know how to capture just that moment, right? So if you're making coffee and that's, you know, going to be the, that's the video that you're making, just video the whole process of making coffee, you and I might know, oh, it's the moment that the creamer goes in and it all whooshes around. That's what I'm going to use. But not everybody knows that. And it takes a little while to get that eye, you know, same with any industry you can apply this to. Sonia, that's exactly what I was thinking too. It's, it's your camera needs to be still. Your camera needs to be still. I mm-hmm. want to see movement within the frame. And that's something that yes. I think we forget when you're filming. Mm -hmm. I don't need your camera to be showing me all over the place. That's going to make me dizzy. I don't need that much movement (laughs) to understand what's happening. I need the small movement from you, from the thing that's happening, from that coffee swirl to the like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Example, if I am showing you how to apply a eyeshadow, I don't need to see Mm -hmm. the whole dang thing. I need to show the swatch of the eyeshadow. I need to see what color it is, potentially the brand name, potentially the color name, something like that. And then I need to see you start it. And then a second clip of you ending it. I don't need Mm -hmm. a time lapse of the whole effort because as a viewer, I understand. It's implied what just happened. Yeah. You can get from A to C. You don't need to see the B part there. Uh, I think that's a great point. And I think the more that you study successful videos, of course, the better, but there's no better way to learn than by doing it yourself. And I think taking this tip of taking longer video and then finding the exciting moment is one great way to train yourself. Another one is what Harley mentioned in terms of a shot list. Um, And for people who don't know, it's starting with the major concept of what you're going to be filming or what you're trying to portray. So yes, of course, you can use any video and overlay anything to create a concept as we discussed. But some things do need to follow a storyline. So if you are shooting a day in my life, 
what are the moments that need to be in there? Is it you wake up? Is it that you're making your bed? Is it whatever? And you're going to outline those moments and then you're going to shoot them. Eventually, you'll be good enough to just shoot it as you go. But sometimes you need those bullet points that say, okay, I'm capturing a day in my life and I want to make sure that these points are communicated because they talk about who I really am and what I do every day. Right. Um, With your clients where you Mm -hmm. do have more of a shoot happening, it is Mm -hmm. a time slot where things need to happen. You need to have it all organized. You can't go back. Mm -hmm. What kind of, what kind of things are on that list? Sure. So when we are looking at the products that are being shot, we of course have video for each one of those products. So if I'm talking about a moisturizer, there's probably four main shots that need to go for each moisturizer or each skincare product. It could be the opening up of the jar is one. Mm, It could be this... The scooping out is one. The application on the face is one. You know, there's a few moments and then we outline those moments that are generic that we want to get for every single product. And then there's someone out there who's just like getting those moments for every single product. Um, And then we're getting what we call B-roll, which is like behind the scenes. Um, it It could be a pan of everything that's going on, but a lot of times it's maybe the models getting ready. Yeah. Um, the, you know, hairstylist doing their hair. Um, It could be the photographer looking at selects with the creative director. Um, It could be a lot of different things. So we also outline those moments um, to make sure that they are I think those are more important to outline. Oh, yeah. There's, those I are think, the forgotten ones. <laughs> for sure. They definitely are the forgotten ones um, because they're not selling something specific. And I think that's what brands always forget is that you don't have to sell something specific with every piece of content. The yes. behind the scenes of like how we shot this is just as interesting to people as how do I use this product. Yes. We're nosy. Mm -hmm. We're nosy. So a couple of thoughts here. Number one, this like B-roll of your life thing, whether you're a brand or an influencer, start to take that B-roll of your day-to-day of your life. Like, I don't care if it's you making coffee, you making the bed, like you can pull that together into a video. Every piece of this can be made into a video within your life. Like it's not boring. It's routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the friend friends sit in the same cafe every mm-hmm. single episode. That's okay. <laughs> also, this applies to both brand and creator as we think about partnerships and how you can create the most effective content that mm-hmm. brands will want to use again and again. Those little moments. How can you shot list into moments? You said that and I was like, yes, click moments. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up partnerships, which is not where I was thinking of this episode originally, but there is something really important to think about if you're shooting a video for a paid partnership. Shoot extra. Shoot so much extra. You only get one time to do the original shot. And if a brand wants edits and almost everyone does, um, they want to see options. So while you may think, oh, I nailed it this one time, do it again and then do it again edits, and then do it edits, again. If you did something time. wrong, like, yeah, if you did something wrong and you're going to have to go back and reshoot it, getting the exact same outfit, the exact Completely same light, the exact same it. placement. Yeah. That might be really, really difficult just to get a two second shot that you forgot to get originally. So yeah. 
always get extra footage for a paid partnership that includes a video, 100%. Yes. Yes. That part is so tough. I, I was worrying about that last night. I, I submitted a mm-hmm. story set for a paid collaboration and I'm talking about a service, an app. So I don't even have the product. And I was like, I filmed this once. What if they don't like it? What if they hate it? And I'm like scouring the brief to make sure because if I have to go back and refilm that, it's not like I could refilm one bit of it. I, you know, was in a certain lighting, was in a certain outfit, had my hair done a certain way. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, it'd be scrapped. Yep. Yep. You'd have to shoot it all over again. And that does happen with stories quite frequently is people shoot the story, not in story slides. They shoot it in their regular like iPhone video format. And then when they upload it, there's issues with like the words getting cut off as you go to the next frame Mm. or other problems. So while it may seem like an extra step, I always recommend that people maybe practice on their iPhone video first until they feel like they really have it. And then they record it in stories and download the frames. Um, So then you have Mm -hmm. them as, and I love when, when influencers deliver it this way, story slide one, story slide two, it's already cut into your 15 seconds. So I know what's going to be communicated Mm -hmm. in each slide. Um, and there's yeah. a lot more clarity there than sending me a one minute video and being like, I'm going to use this for stories. That's not the same feeling to me. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not the same. Um, I actually I created the story slides in reels because it was speaking. And I was like, you know what? We're going to cut this dead space just like we we're talking about. I'm going to cut sure. out all of the pauses. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. that I can actually tell this story because I want to keep people's attention. This is a really good product for my audience. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that you know we get the same viewing experience. So when I went to pull it together, what I actually ended up doing was splitting it in a really weird way so that it was I think it was like 15 seconds, six seconds, 15 seconds, and then a static image. But I mean, you have the story slides. If that second story slide is six seconds, you're still getting the viewing experience. Instagram is still going to play it continuously, but you're not going to have something really weird with the split up. Because you have, I mean, you have, that was, that was a mistake on me, but you have to consider where you're splitting up that, that footage. Yep, absolutely. So I think before you film anything, think about the viewing experience 100%, especially with a paid partnership, but that goes with all content. Think about the viewing experience before you shoot anything. Is this in nine by 16? Is this in four by five? If I, if the brand wants it in four by five later, am I putting text in areas where when I crop it, it's not going to show up correctly? Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot to think through before you shoot anything. So just take your time and be strategic because as we mentioned, you don't want to shoot the whole thing from scratch just because you missed something small. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm shooting video tips. Okay. Hot takes. What's your biggest one, Harley? What's your biggest one you want people to take away from our conversation? I think number one, I think my, I think my biggest one is take video of the little moments, B roll of your life. I think we could rattle off like 10. So let's go back and (laughs) forth. I could, I could rattle off so many, but my, Okay, my top one for brands is stop thinking of video so preciously and just start doing it. Start doing it. I also think live photos are a Mm. very easy way to get started in all of that because you can make them into videos. 
Yep, that's a great hack. And learn the Instagram and TikTok native editing tools. Yes. Um, instead of investing your time in other third party apps. Not worth it. And then while you're Not editing, make sure you're focusing <laughs> on that movement. You don't need, like Sonia mm-hmm. said, the A to C. You need the A and the C. We understand the B. Yeah, we understand the B. And oh, like Harley says, cut out that dead space wherever you can. If you are shooting something that's longer and you know you're leaving gaps or you're starting with so then, if you can cut out that so then and just get oh, right to that first words. word, <laughs> get right to that first word. Um, don't You don't need any of that repetitive nonsense. And make sure that you're considering that viewing experience. You are not, you are going to be the most interested in your content all the time, 24-7, We know it. We know, but fact, you are going to watch your story the most. So how can you think about every single day how your viewer is going to see it? I love that one. And here's a hot tip that I practice is if you shot it in your iPhone and it felt right in the moment, put a heart on it right away. Because when you're shooting a ton of videos (laughs) in a row, the most annoying thing is to rewatch all of them over and over again, trying to find the one that you like. If you delivered the line or if you caught the moment and in the moment, you're like, oh, that was it. Put that heart on it right away. So you don't have to look for it later. (laughs) Like that. Like that video. (laughs) Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for hanging out with us today, chatting about video. If you have any questions, comments, deep concerns, ideas that you would like us to chat about next episode, come join us on Instagram at theharleyjordan and sonia.elise. We are brought to you by our production team, Upstarter Podcast Network, a virtual podcast production and management company whose unique and customizable approach helps anyone, anywhere, turn their passions into a podcast and walk them through all aspects from recording virtually, editing, social media assets, monetization, a custom show growth strategy, and all other little details. My experience with Upstarter has been unreal. I hand them everything. They take the lead. I can focus on making the show and creating the content. So if you are a creator that is looking to expand their personal brand with a podcast or a business that wants to increase awareness and credibility, sign up for a free consult today and learn more. You can go to upstarterpods.com or upstarter pods on Instagram and let them know that brand meat creator sent you.